1: Isn't Spirit Airlines' literal business model, like, we know someone's only going to fly one time? I thought, that yeah, they're like, we, we don't, it's going to be that bad, and that's okay. Like, we'll we'll be fine as long as we have enough people who jump at it for being so cheap, and then never do it again. Yeah,
2: well. Oh, we're starting. Always surprised when the show starts. Here we
1: go.
3: Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly. We are recording at Show Creator Studio South here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Silver State. On the show today, we have Michael Carbonaro. He's he's filling in for Teller. He's filling in for, I guess, Gudeau. He's just, he's, wherever we need him, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're so excited to have him here. And here he is, preaching the love, Penn
2: Breach of Love from Michael Carbonaro. Last time you were on the show, yes. I barely could separate you from pasta sauce. That's I right. I could just barely get the O at the end, and every time I said Carbonaro, it was a little awkward, mm-hmm. and now we've been doing shows together, yep. and I know you, and I like you. We've yeah. been having a good time. I, I know like you too. so much better now,
1: yep. because you know, I
2: don't ever hang out with people unless I get to work with them.
1: I was certain you were going to mess up my name on stage during the show. Yeah. Especially the bits that I'm doing, that tell the parts that Teller's usually doing. Yeah. You know, when we do misdirection, I'm, yeah. I was sure you were going to say, how many of you saw Teller cop the chicken? <laughs> I'm like, I, we were betting back there. <laughs> You've nailed it. I,
2: I nailed it. I, I now know your name. You live in the here and now. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. But I'll tell you, we've been doing the show. Uh, you have not been by. Is that right, Matt? I'm coming
3: tonight. Know? I'm bringing okay. my, my two boys and my yeah. wife. We're coming
1: tonight. How did you like it? <laughs> so it, this right. will be edited don't worry yeah, this will be edited. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: yeah well as, as i told you i'm 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 happy with the show i'm having a good, time, I, having a good time well you had it. said
1: and i agreed with you right after we did like the first couple yeah. uh in, back in november you were like i don't think either one of us thought this was gonna be great <laughs> like we, we thought like oh we'll pull it off and yeah, it'll be yeah. fine but yeah. like it's a it's a great
2: show. I think it is. I, I think do it too. is. I,
1: I don't really know why. I didn't think it would work because we're both, you know, babbling. Yeah. <laughs> we just a lot of talking. A lot of Right? Talk. Right? But, but it, we
2: both do silent bits.
1: We both do silent bits. I've got a song. And I think we broke that up really nicely.
2: Yeah, so it worked out okay. Yeah. And I then miss, Teller comes out.
1: I miss the juggling, the, the bottle
2: juggling. Yeah. Me too. Me too. It's I'll so good. It. No, thank you. Thank yeah. you. But we have Teller come out now. And yeah that
1: I, video there's a video posted online
2: i gotta tell you if you want to get applause get a quad bypass <laughs> uh, jesus christ the audience i mean i was excited about him coming out yeah but i didn't expect everyone else to be excited they're out of their minds
1: yeah they they go nuts yeah the standing oh
2: i am just- now definitely quad by curious <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that maybe yeah. quadruple bypass and get that kind of love from an audience every
1: night yeah what's and we surprise that?
3: him what's more expensive that or a hair transplant i'm just asking
1: <laughs> asking for a friend asking for a friend yeah. i don't think you get applause after a hair transplant though. You know? <laughs> elton john did <laughs> he's back the doctor says he could do one bit
2: <laughs> here he is he could wear a hat
1: right i don't
2: know anything about hair transplants
1: i do you do yeah it's yeah they take the little hairs out from the back of your neck not Mm -hmm. the back of your neck but the back of your head and then they implant them into the front of your head
2: and it hurts right
1: i bet (laughs) i haven't done it because
2: you have a full head of hair
1: i have a full head of hair but no transplants no nope so i did i did when i was like 14 years old no maybe i'm trying to think maybe no 17 18 and I started actually you know my hair was going back like a normal human male Mm -hmm. and I'm panicking because I'm living in a world of you know thinking that I'm supposed to have this really low hairline for the forever and thinking I'm losing my hair I went and got like consultations at 17 or or, yeah, some 18 yep yeah like right out of right into college I was like oh my god my hair my I'm losing my hair I got to get on it right now you know and the doctor was super cool. I, I got to say, the guy was like really cool. He was like, look, don't do it you don't need to do this we don't he's like people do this kind of thing and then their hair goes back more and then you have a space between and Mm. he's like you have a beautiful head of hair and this is what's supposed to happen it's going to go back you're not going to keep your i
2: can't even tell what you're talking about though
1: well you know like as you grow older like when i I know but it looks like your hair is full and i love my hair now you know but i but i did have to get over that hump of because when i was a kid you know it was much lower.
2: You can't see behind you, but Matt Dodley's very quiet now
1: yeah i I also know a lot about hair transplants as well because
3: I, I looked into it. did you really? Yeah, yeah, and nobody's saying it's true. The one thing is that they warn you about is that like, you have to figure out like where it's, where it's going because you can continue to lose hair after you get a hair transplant. Mm-hmm. It's very popular to get it done in Turkey what Yep. Huh. Uh, a bunch of Not Turkish- by a turkey. Not by a turkey. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no, They
2: pluck the holes. Yeah. They're incompetent. <laughs>
3: they pull the pull the specific hairs out.
1: <laughs> no, they're they're actually more random than a human because a human thinks too much yeah. about it. Yeah. The turkey just Turkey's makes boom, boom, boom. Much, so more, much more natural. Much more natural.
3: Sometimes just making a decision is the best decision. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I get a turkey to do my hair. Why in Turkey? Because it's more important to have your hair done under a dictatorship. Yes.
3: <laughs> uh, I have no idea how it started, but it, the, the, there's a is bunch of doctors. Cheaper? They specialize in it, and it's a it's a whole package. So you pay like uh, you heard me. <laughs>
2: well, you also get you get breast implants at the same time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: No, they fly you out. They put you up in a nice hotel. Wow! And then they and then you because uh, what happens is uh, after <laughs> you. They removing,
2: overthrow the government. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And then, yeah, you have to sit through one overthrow the government presentation like a timeshare. <laughs> <It's>
2: timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can get through it, you know, you'll of course. Have they, you ever done that? Have you ever tried a timeshare? Oh no, I. Haven't. Oh, I did. You did. I did. I decided that I would go with my friend Mark Garland. Yeah. And we were going to go and get a fucking barbecue. There was a hibachi. Okay. It was like, get a free hibachi oh, yeah. Yeah. if you go to the timeshare thing. And we were told that the it was an endurance test that was unfucking believable really? That you just had to really, getting the hibachi was the equivalent, not a gold medal, but a silver medal. Okay. In, in the Olympics. Yeah. That's how to hard To sit it was. through
1: the, the presentation. Well, it's
2: not the presentation that's oh. hard. It is the people that do the one-on-one thing with you. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. And we couldn't go as just two guys trying to get a hibachi. So we had to be uh, a couple, right? So we were a couple who were interested in maybe a timeshare.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
2: okay. So there's a lot of paperwork. You have to fill out a ton of paperwork saying that you have the money and you
1: could do the timeshare. And then you have to spend about- Nobody st- who has the money- is going through this for a hibachi. Exactly. (laughs) Just go buy the hibachi.
2: Except for the two of us. Right, okay. And it was, um, you have to sit with a person sitting across from you telling you, sign that paper now or you won't get out of the room. And they say, you know, you can leave now without your hibachi, right? And we'll leave you alone. But if you want that hibachi, you have to go through another layer of people
1: wow it
2: was incredible
1: i mean so this um, is like back to weinstein again yeah we We were were talking before
2: yeah we were we were like holding hands (laughs) as we uh, always do not to um to complete the illusion that we were a couple yeah but just for moral support oh my god it was really hard and we had sworn we were not gonna leave yeah we got the motherfucking hibachi we were not leaving the goddamn room we were gonna do it and it it was really hard. So, how long was it? Six hours, Jesus. six and a half hours. Yeah. How old were you?
1: I don't know. Forty. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, how could like? How, oh my! How much is a hibachi? Uh, it's like it's probably
2: worth three dollars, four dollars. More probably. Who? How often did you use the hibachi?
1: After Never you used it once. No, come on! You didn't <laughs> go and celebrate and make. Uh, no,
2: we tried to put, we tried to put it together for maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. It was a f- flat hibachi. It was just a box of hibachi. It was like a pizza box that had a hibachi in it,
1: and you had essentially needed to have a forge at your home. All right. You needed a, like a six-hour presentation how to put it together. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: It was just- There's a note that says, we'll help you assemble if you come back
2: for one more. Boy, one
3: more where one was one more, the timeshare
1: that you might have gotten oh, with do you your,
2: get timeshares everywhere. Oh, oh everywhere. Just, I knew a lot about it at the end. Oh, sure. And you have to pay attention, and they ask you questions, oh. and they just keep- they. Know how to
1: do this? Oh yeah. I mean, if you've gone through gym, did you at all go? Maybe I will do the timeshare. <laughs> like, did you get lulled? There, there
2: were moments. Yeah, when we were both close. We it's just, like hypnosis. Yeah, we were, it was. It, it's really tough. Wow. You should do it sometime. I like, would love to. <laughs> I, I've also done it once is it for a hundred dollar Visa gift card.
3: What's was, that? The hundred dollar Visa gift card was if you just did it.
2: Oh, you but you, you never did it.
3: No, I, I, I did it. I went through it. Oh, you did I the same thing. Yes. Them. Yeah. And it was, and he, like, I thought I was being a slick person. Like, I was, I was being enthusiastic and asking no questions, like to zip through the tour. Yeah. You know, I just it was. I had to sit through time.
1: somebody's like pyramid scheme presentation. Uh-huh. One. Oh, was it like a friend that's so uncomfortable? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's the it was worst. like a headshot photographer and, and a good one from New York, and I don't remember who it was, but it was like, and then he said he would do your pictures if you come and also listen to this. It was really creepy. Oh dear. Yeah. What was the What was the product? Did you get your hundred dollar
2: visa?
3: I did. Yeah. But it was like they made me feel like the biggest piece of shit. Oh like yeah. They. Oh yeah. We felt really. Terrible.
2: You went alone. I went alone. Oh Jesus Christ!
3: Because I didn't want my wife to go through with it. I bet if I brought my wife, we would have left with a timeshare.
1: <laughs> wow. So is that what happens with the hair transplants in Turkey? To... <laughs> yeah. As <laughs> we were saying, you they put okay.
3: you up. You, it's paid three grand. Flight, hotel. They do it, and then you have to hang out for a while. So somewhere you go to Turkey, there's like a cafe with a bunch of Americans with bloody head scalps oh, hanging out having a nice coffee
1: picture. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a great scene. You
2: have to be there. To yeah. Be- yeah, why hasn't that been in a movie? Yeah, I
1: watched a hair transplant getting done because my friend did it and they let me go in and watch some. Wow. It was gross. What, what was, did you have to sign? Anything? They just waved you in. They really just let me in. <laughs> I, I mean, it was—you would think, yeah, it's a medical procedure, but yeah. you know. But they do all kinds of. You know what? Other one. There was a weird one. I don't know if it was Turkey, but you guys had to go to some because they won't do it in the U.S. because it's it's dangerous and illegal. But they they can change the color of your eyes surgically. Ugh. And pe- some people have gone blind from this procedure. But they they go in there and they insert. A, a colored, like a contact lens, but on the inside of your eye over your iris. And it's, it looks great, but it's so stupid because you could go blind.
2: <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to say blind anymore. Really? Yeah. Really? Yep. We, I, we got a, uh, I, I was reading an article in the, uh, it's an ableist thing. You're supposed to say lose your sight. different sighted or something? No.
1: Yeah. Different sighted? I don't know what, That's what you're supposed non-sighted. to say. Non sighted? I don't know what you're supposed well, to say.
3: Whoa. Because the option of losing your. Like, go blind is a danger. So, what's the weird. What's the way to say
2: that? I don't know. I don't know because I don't know any. You brought it up. I know, I did Okay. And I'm sorry. I should have had all my ducks in a row.
0: Yeah.
1: So wait, hold on. (laughs) But you're no longer supposed to say ducks in a row. (laughs) Turkeys. (laughs) It's turkeys in a row.
2: You're supposed to say waterfowl where they want to be. That's beautiful. Because otherwise, otherwise it shows that waterfowl do not have their own uh, agency. Got it. (laughs) <laughs> you actually signed with the waterfowl
1: agency did you i did that was, <laughs> for a while yeah you weren't getting a lot of work then no i'm with the waterfowl agency now. but you
2: know you talked about hair transplants and eye stuff well this is true whenever i work with somebody who's professional in show business yeah i
1: just it everything's so different you put on makeup uh, yeah i put on just a little makeup for today because it's radio <laughs> but when you go,
2: when you do a live show,
1: you put on makeup. Yeah, I put on makeup before I go out of the house. Do you really? I do. I put a little You're bit like of and Margaret. Yeah, yeah, I put a little in, little bit. It depends on where I'm going. Other ways too. Yeah. What, 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 <laughs> what is the um?
3: What, what's the makeup? What's the routine like? What's it for? What, what do you want? Well, to, I would. I your like-
1: eyes to pop? Are you worried about? Uh No, I'm not worried. I, I love makeup. I mean, oh. I wanted to be a makeup artist before anything else. Oh, really? Yeah. Monster makeup and everything. But yeah. I got it, you know, I just love... Well,
2: I saw the witch you did. Oh, yeah.
1: I saw when you... He has pictures of himself dressed as a witch. From Halloween this year. Yeah. And I, this, I... You
2: have to add that it's Halloween, because you don't want people thinking you I, just do that. <laughs> I I
1: don't leave the house unless I wear witch prosthetics, uh, <laughs> like Anne <Aunt> margaret <laughs>
3: Now, that's a good way to zip through a timeshare presentation.
1: <laughs> that's great. Uh, no, but this was the first year I made all the prosthetics, like separate pieces and glued them on and with the which, mold in oh, my face. Wow. It was great. It was super.
2: Glenn has reprimanded me because yeah. he said to me, which I guess is insane, but he's, he asked me, he said, do you look in the mirror before you go on stage? I said, no. he said you don't look in the mirror i said no he said there's a mirror backstage you're supposed to check your appearance before you go on i said i don't i don't even look in the mirror before i go on that's a beautiful thing and i have no because you know i i'm often well you also have somebody dress you i do I'm gonna have microphones running down my back and stuff. Yeah, you, you have an organization to compensate for your nature. Yeah, my, my nature is, is terrible because yeah. it comes back to my mother, who would always say to me, "Who's looking at you?" I, I'd, <laughs> wow. I'd, I'd say to my I'd say to my mother, "I I, I don't like this shirt," and she said, "Who's looking at you?" Oh, that's so cool. Who's looking at you? And Weren't you like six eight your whole life? The answer <laughs> to your mom's question is a Everybody, lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, that I—I I was telling that story when Glenn was first exasperated, the long-suffering Glenn. Um, uh, I was—we—we uh, we had gone to see Liza Minnelli, mm-hmm. and we were sitting in the Liza Minnelli show, the opening of a Liza Minnelli show. And I was sitting with Glenn, and Glenn said, "Why? Why did you arrive looking like this? You look like you're here to fix the toilet." Okay, And I said, well, you know, my mom used to say, who's looking at you? And he said, you were just on the red carpet. <laughs> of Eliza Medelli opening the answer is everyone your mom might have been correct for Greenfield Massachusetts she's not correct for Eliza Medelli opening
1: oh that's great
2: and he said you have to understand your mother was right I'm not telling anything because yeah. you, you know I was very close to my mother you don't say anything against my mother but he said she may not have pictured this situation oh, wow. and my poor dad my poor dad at the at the at the uh, when we did, we hosted something at the Emmys, and my dad said, "You know, there's a there's a big announcer, and there's a timpani roll, and then there's you in the tuxedo, and they introduce you, and then you walk out like a farmer." Oh. He said. Why don't you walk out like other people in show business? My mother, my mother and father would have been thrilled with you putting on makeup before the show. Yeah. But uh, you know, and our, our our dresser on Broadway used to say, "My job is for you to walk on stage with your suit looking okay. After that, I have no control over yeah. it. the hands in the pockets, that all that jlubby stuff you do." I'm only responsible for you walking on stage. That's it. And my dresser, the uh, Peter Fitzgerald, who was a wonderful, wonderful man, a real pro-Broadway guy. He'd worked with everybody on Broadway, and he was in charge of my dresser. And the first, the first dress rehearsal we did, I, didn't, I wasn't there at the dress rehearsal, the first show we did, um, I was backstage and I was putting my tie on. And the way I tied my tie is I would bring it over the top and then put it in my mouth. Okay. And then adjust the knot and slide it down in. I put the tie in my mouth, and Peter Fitzgerald actually slapped me in the face. Oh, that's so good. He said, what are you doing? I said, you just hit me. He said, I, I didn't I didn't mean to. I just, I couldn't stand seeing you put the, what, what were you doing? I said, that's the way I tie a tie. He said, never again. no. And he was a wonderful, wonderful man who just, he had no intention of hitting me. He just said he could not stop himself yeah. when he had when picked the tie out perfectly and he had everything laid out for me perfectly. And I put the tie in my teeth to adjust yeah, the knot.
1: Yeah, big slobber on us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lovely pattern tie. I like that one little <laughs> dark spot. Yeah. But I always feel, because you. Yeah. When you had
2: decided to go into theater, yeah, and you had always had dreams of being in theater, yeah, and makeup, and yeah, all yeah. of that, and I was a homeless, carny schlub <laughs> who happened to find himself on Broadway.
1: So I never
2: had- So, but
1: did you ever, not even like doing the festivals and the fairs and anything, ever wear fanciful makeup? No. As a- but you do, you wore twi- tights yes i've seen that picture yes
2: i was told i was told to wear i have tights. that picture <laughs> <laughs> i was told to wear tights okay i was told to do i will do whatever they
1: tell yeah. me to that's the other thing but okay so other people put makeup on you
2: oh yeah when but i do but have
1: you ever put makeup stuff. on yourself uh never once not for halloween as a kid no just never put makeup on yourself. Never put makeup on. Maybe myself. tonight for the show. <laughs> no, really. I'm going to show you how to put a little makeup little, little on. It'll be makeup, fun, right? Uh,
2: Glenn has said we we have to we have to put some makeup on you for this and I'll go I, I don't know. I don't know what to do.
1: Oh man. I don't know what to do. Yeah.
2: And I don't I don't have uh, uh, any control over that at all.
1: Wow. And it was it was what,
3: so What would be your first go-to, Michael, for Penn's face? What would you well, you have you lovely
1: skin. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, there isn't much corrective anything to be done. It does it does give a little polish mm. if you just put a little concealer under the eye and perhaps just a little bit of eyeliner, not eyeliner, not like you know, <laughs>
3: any kind Faye of on. rock
1: well, Chris Angel.
2: Well, you know they they uh, they say to me when I go on. You know what's funny them. is that if you did
3: use too much eyeliner, you would get a phone call from Chris Angel's people. <laughs>
1: I used to go to clubs wearing eyeliner, you know, like gay clubs on Long Island. And yeah, I wore like some cool eyeliner. Actually,
2: that's not true. When I was in high school, I did because of the Alice Cooper thing. What's not true is you're not true about yourself. What Michael said is true, right?
3: Right, no, yeah. You, you didn't <laughs> just say,
1: like, I wore eyeliner at gay clubs, and Penn's like, that's not true. <laughs> I was at every gay club <laughs> you were at, and you were not. And you had
2: black eyes, because we beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I <was not> eyeliner. <laughs> And we still have the hundred bucks. <laughs> but but uh, I, I
1: girlfriends would oh, put makeup oh, okay. on me. But that's not you putting you it on, me. No, no, no. Okay.
2: But they would say I'd go to school with a lot of makeup on. Stuff. Oh, fun!
1: Because I never cared. Well, we gotta put we gotta dig those pictures. up. <laughs> no, really, I'd love to see the the Alice Cooper, I, and then we'll tweet it and see if Chris Angel comes at you, or just say stealing everything from me. Right? Say, I did it first.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I did. I did eye makeup first. <laughs> I like eye makeup on a guy. I think it's cool.
2: I yeah. I you know uh, uh, what's his name? Tim um, Australian Minchin Minchin. Tim Minchin always is wearing all that makeup yeah. on his eye. I think it looks fine.
1: When you look at me on stage, are you like, God, this drag I can't wing.
2: see it. I can't see any of it. Oh, you can't? I can't even tell you have makeup on. Oh, nice. I also accept makeup on anybody as anything. You're just like, oh, he just looks glowing. Yeah. He just has a pale face and two really red circles.
3: I lines. did
1: see say- <laughs> 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 He thinks clowns. <laughs> clowns. He goes to Cirque du Soleil. He's like, where do they find these weird people? <laughs> Can't be makeup.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't even think of, I just think people look like yeah. however they look,
1: you know? Oh, that's so- But
2: then again, look at who uh, my biggest hero is, Bob Dylan. Yeah. You don't think of Bob Dylan going on stage at 83, having had a lot of work done. Right, right. He doesn't look like he's had a lot of work done.
1: Has he had some work done? No, no. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. I mean. uh, Like the best kind of work is the work you don't know someone's had done. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I always say, you know, I say stuff to Glenn because Glenn is very aware of that. Glenn will tell you, you know, Bruce Springsteen, that's very good face work. And I'll go, Springsteen did not get any sort of, he goes, yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. It's just very, very good. Oh, are you crying? A little bit, a little bit. I, I think he just looks the way he does. No, <laughs> no, I think he, I think he thinks about that stuff. All right, yeah. I'm going to India. <laughs> I think <laughs> Tur- Turkey. Turkey. You're going, going to Turkey. Yeah, going to get that. Go to get that done. Yeah, it's. A, I, I don't even think about that stuff. And it, it, it was so amazing, you know, because I would show up, and because Siegfried and Roy would be, we'd be like an opening with Siegfried and Roy. And they would come in, they were wearing makeup and yeah. yak suits and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I would be there in a work shirt and jeans and Glenn would just be going, oh,
1: Christ, you've got to, you can't just show up like this. Siegfried and Roy were at the Liza Minnelli opening as well. Oh, sure. They'd be at all those. Okay. Things. We'd always be at those things. We'd always be yeah. together.
2: And there would be two people who were in show business and then next to them, plumbers <laughs> who'd shown up to clean, oh, you God. know. And then I realized that their way was the more humble, right? Because I was showing up like me just being here in a work shirt is enough. And they were showing up like we we're in show business, we're supposed to be doing it right. Okay. And once I realized that, I got a nicer shirt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
3: then going back further, so you guys are known for your suits. Who's, where does that suit idea first
2: come from? Because you're, you're not you, right? no no the suit idea did was the idea was from the monkeys okay because I said to tell her what I loved about the monkeys was they wore matching clothes that weren't matching clothes okay the beatles were actual matching clothes but the monkeys would all have the same like different, different type
1: of jacket. yeah all different oh so your suits Penn and teller were always different they're always different different tie right uh, different cut of the vest back then even like yeah. always yeah. Gosh, I see. I I have an image in my head of Other two, them being identical. Yeah, gray suits and red ties. Yeah, well, that's that, that's that's uh, what that's what it, that's what it always different was. Different gray but suits, but slightly, slightly slightly different. Right. And yours I, had the slobber stain on. Yeah. The tie. What
2: it was was <laughs> it was trying to get away from uh, the 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 pressure of having to decide what to wear on stage. It's great. So yeah. we just gray suits and we're done. Same fabric, different cut. Yeah, same fabric, different cuts. And before that, I would go on stage really in shorts and sneakers and a leather jacket. And yeah. we just said, we got, we got to fix this.
1: And I could never decide, you know, I wear. I, I- teetered. Yeah. Because I've been thinking lately too, about like, should I, can I wear something a little more like cash or cool or hip or something? Cause I'm a suit guy too. I wear suits to perform mm-hmm. and I'm like, it would be kind of cool to do something. But I, I, there's something about that look. And I think people. Well, you look
2: very good in it. But, you, look, you look very yeah. good in it. So I, I don't know, but you could, I don't know, you could, you could, well, you're not going to do like. Hair metal or something?
1: No, I full Doug Henning. I think. <laughs> right, I'm just gonna go. Yeah, right. That I want to wear like a like a psychedelic unitar. I've wanted
2: to. I want to do nudie suits. I've been pushing for nudie suits for a long time. What's a nudie suit? Uh, n- n- nudie is the man's name.
1: Oh, <laughs> and nudie- I'm picturing like flesh yeah, leotards. Yeah, that would
2: be nice. That would <laughs> like that
1: guy who wore like uh, the the organs. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, those- slim good body. <laughs> the country western guys you know what a a slim good body would be a cool outfit to wear if you were going to do like a zigzag or a manipulating the body illusion
2: you know the slim good body
1: I know Slim Goodbody, yeah. I'm like 100 years old. But the nudists. It's all the makeup. The
2: nudie suits <laughs> are when you see country western guys. Oh. And they've got like the white suits with the glitter. Oh, yeah. That have like wagon trains on them. Like Porter Wagner. Okay. Or uh, 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 Elvis wore a nudie suit. Okay. The, the, the stuff toward the end. And I just thought us coming out in like, you know, white jackets with
1: bell bottoms. Yeah. And like uh, cards, you know, big cards Ooh. done in glitter. That's. Correct? That's the problem, though, because we're in the magic industry, is that someone else can kind of wear that and look hip and cool, Mm -hmm. but then you put it on and you're a magician and you just look like Bruce Wonderstone.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right? I I know I like glittery stuff. I do. I was like, ah, can I get a glittery jacket? And then I'm like, now I'm going to be a magician in a glittery jacket. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, You You were supposed to say, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. I literally got it in my Amazon cart. (laughs) Please, just say Yes. (laughs) I'm wearing glitter tonight. Uh, oh, oh! Uh, one time,
2: Georgie had this cool, like, glitter uh, hand cream stuff. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Face cream, and I, I put it on. I oh. put it all over my face, so I had glitter all over my face and eyes.
1: When? Why?
2: Before going out for a show. You did? Because I thought it was funny, and I walked out on stage, and Silent Teller said, "Is there glitter on your face?" <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the way the show started. People still
3: to this day love this Silver Surfer and Teller show. Yeah, <laughs> just, they just think it's amazing. Yeah, I would
2: because I, you know, I don't care. I'll just I'll put it. Yeah. If you said we're going out in you know slim good body suits tonight,
1: I go okay, okay, sure. We could sell more tickets,
2: and then. then and then Glenn would say, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I'd say. Michael told me. Yeah. Michael told me to he has a fashion sense. He told me to go out dressed like this. I'm going to talk about life insurance. Can you believe that?
1: I of course I can.
2: Yeah, I am. If you need a new year's resolution, I have a suggestion. Stop putting it off and finally get life insurance. Fabric by Gerber Life is the easy online solution you've been waiting for. Looking to get your financial future organized. I think life insurance is wicked important. Yeah. I think it is. You want to take care of people. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. Fabric's new lower prices could mean potentially significant savings over other providers with great quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. You could be offered coverage instantly. It's possible to have no health exam required. So, if you're thinking about life insurance, yeah. that's the way to go. Fabric is a 30 day money back guarantee. You can cancel anytime. Fabric was specifically designed to give parents like you affordable term life insurance plus wills, access to college-saving funds, and more tools to help protect your family's financial future, all in an easy online experience. When you have children, that stuff gets really important, the stuff you didn't care about before at all. Protect your family with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash pen. Pen. That's meetfabric.com slash pen. M E E T. Fabric.com slash P-E-N-N. P-E-N-N, right? Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. And now we're going to talk about masterclass. Huh? Yeah, oh yeah. Masterclass. Masterclass has the best teachers, professional teaching, real masterclass. You know what that includes? pen and teller That's right. Teaching magic. With master class you can learn from the world's best minds anytime anywhere and at your own pace. You can learn you can learn how to do magic. Have you seen our master class?
1: I have seen the advertisements. Okay. <laughs> it's really good. good. They're really they, good well shot all those Really, really well That's shot. What like.
2: And what the people do is they learn the stuff. You teach them the stuff, then they decide how to teach other people. They're really, really good. I was so impressed because Teller is a fabulous teacher and Teller knows magic really well. But I was surprised at how much they brought to it. I thought it was going to be, oh, Teller's good. He'll do a good job, and I'll coast along with Teller like I have my whole life, right? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be standing next to him, and I'll tell him, I'll say what he tells me to, and I'll dress like Glenn tells me to, and we'll be fine. But they actually brought a lot to it, too. You notice I did not say, I brought a lot to it. Right. I brought nothing. They brought <laughs> a lot. Teller brought a lot. What you been watching lately, Ready, Rich? I'm going to talk about Jane Goodall again, because okay. she came up this week on one of the Penn Sunday School chat lines. Mm-hmm. Somebody was passing around the videos of monkeys being fooled by magic at the zoo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And somebody asked the question, well, do they have any concept of spirituality
0: or any of that kind of stuff? And Jane talks about that and how she influenced scientists how to study that kind of thing. She talks a lot about how they dislike being in water, but they still have a level of worship of water. Oh. In heavy rainstorms and things like
2: that. And that's Jane Goodall teaching you, what what is her master class called? Monkey studies,
1: conservation. Uh-huh. I like uh, your title better.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I watch the astronaut one, the basketball one. There's directing ones. Ron Howard
1: does one, right? Steve Martin. They're really, really good. Great gifts. I gave I gave gifts to my brother.
2: Yeah, it's a good thing. You, you get all of them for one price. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every class, and as a Penn Sunday School listener, you get fifth. off an annual membership, go to masterclass.com slash pen. Pen. Now that's masterclass.com slash pen Pen. for 15% off masterclass. You learned that very quickly to say my name there. Did a very, very good job. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, you you know, um, you also- We're past the ads, yeah?
3: Yeah. Good. Cause I'm glad that they spelled out meat fabric because M-E-A-T fabric is a very different website. Very, very different. Very different.
0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
3: Oh, oh, oh,
2: O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> uh, can, can, can you see a modern? He's showing nudie suits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are nudie suits. Wow. And you know, yeah. Maybe I could just we get all Christian nudie suits with Bible stuff.
1: Wait, I feel them. like I've seen you in uh you know you're in something like that in um you uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. I right?
2: am. Las I am. Bay. I'm in. I'm in like a nudie yeah, suit. you work it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I can. I can. I can. I can make a nudie suit happen.
1: you are great in that movie. I love that movie.
2: It is a good movie. I yeah. love it. I also watched uh, Johnny Depp make out with an orangutan, which I found really disgusting. You probably don't.
1: Jane Goodall talks about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Making out with orangutans.
1: Yeah.
2: Orangutans. Wait, Michael, you're passionate about makeup
3: when it comes to your suit are you do you into like do you know like certain cuts or certain styles that you do and don't like on you um yeah
1: i like you know i like a a three button suit and i don't know who could could know that what the number of buttons you like (laughs) on your suit get out of here really yeah you don't know how many buttons do you know how many buttons are on your suit you wear on the sh- on the sh- uh, on stage every night? I don't. Wow. I know you you're not supposed to button the bottom one. I know that too. That is so important. <laughs> yeah. It really is cuz it does look wacky when that bottom one's closed.
2: I also know you the same thing on the vest. The bottom
1: one. I didn't up. know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the fly oh, always <laughs> open.
2: Always <laughs> open. always 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 yeah. open. And you want that you want that access.
1: But I, as I get older and get better suits you know it isn't the nicer suits are nice mm-hmm. i don't yeah. have anything crazy like i don't have one of those tom ford million dollar whatever the hell suits or anything like that i don't have any super fancy suits but once i stopped going to like men's warehouse that's not one of our ads is it no not- okay once i stopped going to men's <laughs> warehouse <laughs> them
3: all you want <laughs> <laughs> until
1: next week maybe <laughs> next week i'll be like they make great suits <laughs> oh yeah Yeah, it's nice to have nice.
2: Now, you, uh, I was arguing with Mox Mox about this, you know. um, Mox, who, uh, uh, my teenager, worships you, okay? Oh. Uh, And I said, Michael Carbonaro does not consider himself mostly a magician. He considers that an accidental bounce. He considers himself mostly an actor. Isn't that correct?
1: (sighs) You know, most an entertainer. Mm-hmm. mostly an entertainer. Like, m- like, I would say, you know, I'm always like... And my... You know, I have a new agent. And he said the coolest thing, because I was packing up my show. He was watching me pack up my show. He came to see my live show. And I'm putting all the stuff in the suitcase and friggin' wrapping the tricks up and putting them in their, you know, cases. And I just turned and I was like, ah, oh, should have been a stand-up. Mm-hmm. And he went, it's not too late. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, that's really cool of you to say that. But I feel like, you know, yeah, I would like to maybe uh, be more doing, doing acting and stand up and things like that. But, and uh, so, but not just an actor first, I would say uh, an entertainer first. So you think there'll always be
3: a
2: live element to what you do.
1: I like live better. Yes. Than television.
2: But you, you would like to be a character in a Broadway play, for instance, right?
1: Yeah. Sitcom, sitcom as well. So that, that I, I, I like the idea of like a multicam situation because it's kind of like a live show at the
2: Boy, same time. Boy, when I did Friends, it sure wasn't. It, really? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It was the most incredible thing i would ever seen. They, uh, uh, I was on Friends one of the later years. Yeah. Right? And it's, you know, it's a multicamera shoot with a live audience. Right, right. And that live audience was like in a fucking timeshare presentation. They were tortured because every one of the actors would come out and go, "Hi, let's just do that again. Let's do that again. Really? Okay, walk, okay fine. Let's, just, let's just do that again." So I'm going to just say, uh, "I'll just say hello," and let's just get that in one shot. I committed. I say hello. Let's just do that, and then, Whoa. You do, and the whole show was like that. Really? And I was working with uh, Matt um, LeBlanc, LeBlanc, who was fabulous. Yeah, and, uh, he was the old, he, I, My whole scene was with him. And I said to him, um, I said, just for fun, you want to just go out and do the whole scene? I said, like, do you know your lines? And he said, yeah. And I said, I know mine. Let's just do the whole scene. And he said, usually we break it up. I said, yeah, yeah. Let's just do the whole scene. Wow. And he said, "Um, yeah, let's do that. So they, they were going through this whole thing. And it was like three hours. Yeah. And we'd gotten through like 10 minutes of the show. Wow. And then it came to our scene, because they were shooting in order, Yeah, came to our scene, and we went through and just did it. And it was like Teller came come out on stage after a quadruple bypass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The audience was out of their mind, because it was the first time they heard a joke. Oh,
1: my gosh. See, it, that's funny. I had I just read uh, Matthew Perry's book, mm-hmm. and he, does, he says that they rarely ever redid anything. And just went through it like a sh- show.
2: Well, maybe this was this was an odd show or
1: something. I mean, Uh-oh. I
2: he certainly would know better than me, although he might have been higher than I
1: was. Right. It felt like they were not stopping.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to go with whose memory we trust.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
2: I'll also tell you, if you have a choice between doing the Drew Carey show yeah. and doing the Friends show, if you go back in time. Right, which I will. Yeah. Craft services. Yeah. Drew Carey's show okay, is better. Good to know. <laughs> I got to do Fran
1: Drescher's show, uh-huh. Happily Divorced, and that was the best experience doing television I've ever had.
2: And did, was it good craft services? I don't recall. Oh, you, Drew Carey, you'd recall. Okay. Because Drew Carey decided, because Drew Carey is uh, one of the nicest people in the world. Right. And kind and generous yeah. and everything. There's nothing anyone would ever say bad about Drew Carey. And um, Drew Carey decided that he would put some of his own money into craft services so that oh. for guest stars and stuff it would be really That's good. Lovely. So they had um, like three people cooking constantly popcorn machines yeah. like um, like Slurpee machines. He had like whole rooms
1: yeah. of food there. You'd go back it was just unbelievable. I'm going to let the now you were very impacted by this but I would like everyone to know that there is no craft services at the Penn and Teller show. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bag of potato chips. That's true. Yeah. I found it. It is. They do one a month. I will tell you And there's a nice clip on it, so they do stay fresh. (laughs) (laughs) It's a branded clip. Um, Pen and clipper. (laughs) No, they actually do, like, the start of a run. There's, like, a nice little table of stuff i and i was like oh this is cool we'll have this every night we
2: used to have that every night yeah and then we wasted so much food yeah that sounds that like i that i felt yeah. really bad about it and also way way back when we were first playing bally's my mother reprimanded me and we had we had a plate of sandwiches every night through a backstage and my mother said to me um you know this would this would have been bally's because uh, she, she wasn't alive we did um uh, Rio. The Rio. Yeah, that's where we are playing. Um, uh, but at Bally's, she would say to me, what's happening to those sandwiches? I said, we just leave them. She said, well, you were not wasting food like that. You pack those up and you take those home and you can have those tomorrow for lunch. And I said, well, mom, they're here every night. And she said, well, you should take them home every night or someone should eat them. You were not raised to waste food like that. So I said to tell her, are you ever eat those sandwiches? He said, no. I said, let's just stop them. We didn't think. Well, Michael Carbonaro is going to come in here, and he's going to be fucking starving. <laughs> <Right>? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we have to have sandwiches because Michael Carbonaro does not know how to feed himself unless right. there's food backstage. Well, right? there's
1: no food open at the Rio either. So, right, exactly. <laughs> like, I'm really very appreciative of that bag of potato chips. Yeah, sure. So, thanks. To <laughs> there were great sandwiches the first night, actually. Mm -hmm. It would have been a long time since I had a ham and cheese sandwich. Mm -hmm. I'm opening a can of worms here, I guess. (laughs) I don't want to open (laughs) it. Well,
2: we had a can of worms backstage for (laughs) the second night. (laughs) And you didn't eat any of them. I didn't. We didn't bother bringing them. I took them home, though. I have not watched yet, but you do the telltale heart, right? Oh, yeah. And uh, my wife tells me it's the greatest thing ever. Oh, wow. And she says, you know, he is a fabulous actor, a fabulous actor. So I'm really eager to see what you do other than just the uh, magic stuff. Do you want to segue this? Uh, two nights ago, mm-hmm. Matt Donnelly, mm-hmm. um, Michael Carbonaro came up to me and gave me a book of Tennessee Williams poems. Now you're saying to me, wait a minute, Tennessee Williams, he's a playwright, right? right? but he I was not aware that he wrote fabulous poems. And I get where this is going.
3: Michael Bernard can be an actor. He can be a magician. He can do many things. Yeah. So Tennessee Williams, we can do
2: the same. Yeah. So he, he gave me this book of Tennessee Williams poems and he dog-eared two of them. Okay. Ah. One of them, which was called Life Story. Yeah. Absolutely blew my mind completely. One of the greatest poems I've ever read give me a back carbonaro there's another called the pocket
1: which is much like yeah, the interior of the pocket the interior oh if that's important it is important it's what the poem is about isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so
2: you just failed one of michael's tests
1: yeah, yeah you know and i'll tell you you know who introduced me to tennessee williams poems because i went to nyu and i is was this studied- gonna
2: be like a creepy story about a high school drama no
1: no not at all <laughs> no no uh, and I didn't know, you know, in, in studying Tennessee Williams through, you know, his plays through college that there were poems as well. It was Eugene Berger. Oh, really? The magician gave me a, the, my first copy of In the Winter of Cities, which is the book I'm holding right now. Mm-hmm.
2: Which you cannot get on Kindle, by the way. Is that true? Because I like to read in the bathtub and I want to keep that book and read it.
1: You can get all of Tennessee Williams' poems, but not that particular Now, book. hold on a minute. Is a Kindle safer in the tub than a book? Yes. How so? Yes,
2: because you can put it underwater.
1: You can? Yes. Okay, that's incredible.
2: Yeah, they didn't used to be that way. Oh. But now- Thank you
1: for telling me, because I'll have to check my model. Now now they're waterproof. Okay. But it
2: used to be that I would drop them in the bathtub and have to get new ones, and Jeff Bezos, who was my customer service guy at Amazon, he told me, (laughs) put it in a a Ziploc bag. And I said, I am not going to wear a condom to read. I read like 70s gay porn. That's the way I read. Yes. <laughs> so, but now, uh, probably, Speaking of, Probably thanks to uh, me complaining to Jeff Bezos. Yeah. They're now waterproof. And speaking of, of 70s, 70s gay, gay porn, porn, Why don't you read one of these poems Okay, for us?
1: this is The Interior of the Pocket okay. by Tennessee Williams. It will not be necessary for you to look very far for the boy. You will probably find him standing close to where you last saw him. His attitude changed only slightly. His left hand removed from the relatively asture pocket of the blue jacket and thrust now into the more companionable pocket of the gray pants so that the glazed material is drawn tight over the rather surprisingly tenderly sculptured thigh. The interior of the pocket is dark as the dark room he longs to sleep in It is dark as obliteration of something deeper than sense, but in it, the hot white hand of the boy is closed on itself with a betrayal of tension his eyes have refused to betray for his eyes have not betrayed him. They are somewhat softer than blue and they stay with the afternoon that fades about him. They take its color, They even fade with its color as pieces of sky or water. They show what nakedness is when a thing is truly naked. And by the very completeness of its exposure is covered up when nothing being not seen makes nothing seen. But while you watch him from your respectful distance, as though he were an experiment in a glass, held over a flame about to change to darken in color or cloud. A motion occurs under the pocket's dark cover. The hot white fingers unclose, they come unknotted, and they extend slightly sidewise to offer again their gesture of reassurance to that part of him crestfallen. On which he depends for the dark room he longs to sleep in. The way small animals nudge one another at night, as though to whisper, We're close, there is still no danger. There it is.
2: Yeah. Now, here's what I want to say Imagine Chris Angel reading that. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) See that? Imagine, imagine Chris Angel and David Copperfield reading the works of Tennessee Williams. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: it's a television show. Let's make it
2: more so. than
3: a magician.
1: More than a
2: magician. Do you do? Do you do? Could the pers- we do a David Copperfield? Do you do an
1: impersonation of Chris Angel? Not of. I don't think I should. <laughs> I would, I don't think that would be wise for my life. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a go. Okay. Yeah. Here, here. <laughs> I could do David, though.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, it will not be necessi- uh, some big N-word. For you to look very far to the boy, you know, I invented boys, uh, you will probably find him strangling close to where the last... Someone else come in here and read the verse. All right. I will
1: we'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Okay. This is Chris Angel reading uh, <laughs> The Interior of the Pocket by Tennessee Williams. <laughs> I wrote this poem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> How can you do,
1: David? Would can be you, like David. It will not be necessary for you to look very far for the boy. You'll probably find him standing close to where you last saw him. Like <laughs> oh, that. good. Like very that. good. Very good. Very right. good. I didn't
2: realize there's a little bit of Shatner in Copperfield. A little oh, bit, yeah. a little bit of Shatner in Copperfield, no doubt about it. But we should finish this one up and do another one. That was Bed Sunday School. You're going to read the other poems, sure. That? Sure. Cha cha cha. You become naked. No other guests have read poems.
3: That's true. Ben,
2: ben yeah, you look good doing that. Thanks. Now you don't play any instrument, do you? No. Nope. <laughs> no. but you do sing
1: I do no and I don't play an, an instrument I wish I did school.
2: wasn't that part of like musical theater study or something or an instrument
1: an instrument yeah. our voice is our instrument
2: just, of course hey Matt Donnelly you know we love you you got anybody to thank I do I want to thank the following people support us over at patreon.com slash
3: pen find people like LWH Wovian Sunday Sinner Pod, Tristan Connett, Omar Rivera, Vile Araquila. Yep, I said that right. I'm sure of it. Zach Whittington, Name With Hell Due to NDA. Oh, what the hell? It's Paul Gruner. <laughs> Aaron Boyd, Mason Gooch, Sagebrush, Matthew Mishu, Luke Mellon, Eileen Hunter. You're making these names up. I am. Jason Andrew Davidson, Peter B. Clark, Average Seal, Tennessee Angel. I did make that one up. Uh, Matt Williams, <laughs> Tom Boner Office McQueen, Soapy Fresh, Dan Griffith, Brad Sherlag, Mike Cavanaugh, Rafiki, Steve Feldman, Jonathan P., Teller, he just signed up, newrulefx.com, Eric M. Rhine, Chris Tehachapi Loop McKinney, Gary Cornley, Hey Goudot, Does This Rag Smell like Chloroform to You Ruse, and Matthew O. Sullivan. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you. Woo.